The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 in a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. Also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. The IDP Pro Players Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers in professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here's your veteran, infamous No Dirty O in season and senior IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary, the IDP tipster, coming off the edge as always with their deepest standard league NFL defensive takes. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined this week, the last week without football, as is tradition, with my friend, the IDP tipster, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the senior IDP analyst at the SGPN Network. Gary, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. This is the weekend, right? Yes, sir. And we have two very special guests this week. We've got John Glosser, at Glosser13 on Twitter. He is a senior writer, ranker, and IDP team lead at Dynasty Nerds. He's the co-creator of InjuredReserves.com. And we've also got SGPN's very own injury doc, Sebastian Fieron, at SGPNFootballDoc on Twitter. He is a doctor of physical therapy, strength and conditioning specialist, and he's the SGPN injury doc. We've had him on the show before for some videos. Sebastian, how are you, sir? I'm good, gentlemen. I'm good. Like Gary was saying, football's here, baby. Projections are out the window, and we'll start talking about real games. I'm excited. Good to have you fellas this week. I guess let's just get right into it. We'll talk a little uh, news, and then uh, we've got some injury guys that Sebastian's going to talk about, and we'll get some IDP takes from Mr. Glosser, if that sounds good to you guys. Where are you guys? All right, let's do it. So uh, news this week, uh, Chiefs Chris Jones watched from the stands in the uh, game last night as he's continuing his holdout. Uh, pretty obvious they need him. Uh, we could discuss that in a second. Nick Bosa signed, so we're all good there. He'll be playing this week. Brian Burns is holding out, but likely to play according to CBS Sports, quoting the NFL Network for their report. So hopefully we're good there. Texans safety Jimmy Ward out week one against the Ravens. And Chandler Jones is out week one due to just shenanigans with him and the Raiders. I think the Chris Jones one is maybe the one we should talk about. Mr. Glasser, any take on this? Uh, what do you think about this whole Chris Jones thing? Big loss for the Chiefs, obviously. I'm not saying he's the single sole reason why they lost last night, but um, that interior pressure, we've seen uh, Jared Goff fold like a lawn chair in the Super Bowl with that kind of same pressure. So um, without Chris Jones in there, I mean, I, I do think overall the Chiefs defense played well, but when you're missing your best player on defense, there's no making up for that. Um, in terms of a contract, I am kind of hearing now, I don't know if it's just rumor that the Bosa deal is kind of maybe raising that price a little bit and maybe a Chiefs loss is also raising that price. So probably not good for Kansas City too much there. But I fully believe if he's not going to play for Kansas City, I think they're aggressive enough that they will try to make a move for him. I don't think this drags on to week eight. Um, let's hope not as, you know, fantasy football managers out here. So what happens if you lose another one? 
I mean, he's talking week eight. He he's ready to take those fines until week eight, right? Man, that's a, that's a that's a big chunk of the damn season if you're trying to do something. First way, ineffective. We do not hold the beef. Say again, we do not hold the beef. Yeah, that's a killer. I I don't. I really hope that it doesn't drag on that long because he is, especially in those defensive tackle premium leagues, he's definitely a guy that, you know, you, you, you could count on week in and week out. So um, let's hope it doesn't drag on that long. And Sebastian, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Jimmy Ward, hip injury in general, how worried should we be about something like that? It's a groin injury that he picked up uh, just this past week here. So the groin injury, so it's really kind of an umbrella term. So it could be your lower abdomen. It could be your inner hip. So they got it listed as a hip. So I'm guessing it's more of an adductor, just the inside of your hip there, muscle strain. So it's a pretty pretty concerning injury. Uh, they called him day-to-day at first, but he didn't practice at all this week. So that kind of tells me that it's maybe not just a this-week thing. You know, he's he's got a shot to be active uh, next week, but he's definitely going to be limited if he is. And it's really just all depends on practice. So really the fact that, it's an injury you don't want to have, and the fact that he just picked it up is a little concerning to start the season. Thank you there. That can actually be an interesting uh, position. We know Jonathan Owens made it a productive by default kind of situation out of that last year, so it's worth kind of monitoring. All right, before we get into the main segment this week, we, we got to talk about what happened last night. Lions, massive upset against the reigning Super Bowl champions, getting it done with a little bit of defense, which we always like to see. About what you expect for week one, right? You know, these half these ninety percent of these guys don't play in preseason. They get out there, the first drive is, you know, three and out or something ugly, and then start to pick it up. Um, Aiden Hutchinson obviously jumped off the screen last night. That guy was a terror. Great to see for all the IDP guys out there that are, you know, banking on him having that big breakout year. Not that he I think we're gonna expect multiple interceptions like he had as a rookie, but um it was nice to kind of see him, you know be effective inside and outside last night in terms of overall you know nick bolton who's got a real good shot to be lb1 overall this year looked every good as advertised as he did in the super bowl so hopefully we can get that same consistency throughout the year um overall in the game i don't think the lions looked super impressive obviously that was a a super bowl type game for them but you know being able to get that win um, the Chiefs receivers couldn't catch a cold last night, so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how how that's going to work out. But I mean, it, it seems pretty like crazy to see that that group of wide receivers out there, and you know, Mahomes still kind of doing his thing, and and they just couldn't get it done. And yeah, it was uh, pretty ugly to watch. I think for Mahomes, you know, fantasy managers who've had this guy for years and expect you know three hundred and three TDs every game, so. Maybe good uh, to get, you know, kind of punch in the mouth early and let's see what goes on. But that AFC is going to be brutal all year. You know, you got all your top quarterbacks in that conference. So uh, looking forward to see how they bounce back, if they bounce back. Pretty excited overall that football's back. Sebastian, anything we need to monitor coming out of that game? Anyone get banged up or any dirty O takes as much as Gary loves those? The rookie for the Lions, Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. He, he really kind of popped off, obviously. Helped with, you know, your guy, Kadarius Tony, who as a Giants fan, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let that let that one speak for itself. But uh, according to Starfleet Medical Research, Borg implants can cause severe skin irritations. Perhaps you'd like an analgesic cream. No, he was in the right, uh, right place, right time, taking that for pick six. He did get banged up for a little bit, but they just called it cramps and he returned. So there's no no real concern there. I mean, like John was saying, you know, week one. You know, that cramping stuff's going to happen. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson looked good, like he talks about, even with that offensive tackle, Juwan Taylor, getting that head start that we've all heard about. So that was that was really what impressed me. And I would just throw out another guy uh, for the Chiefs. Trent McDuffie just really – I thought he played super well. I know he's banged up last year, so, you know, he was there for that a little bit of that playoff run. But I, I thought he he was super impressive. Uh, you know, LeJarius Sneed's a pretty good player, and the fact that he's kind of overtaking that role, that's kind of just some things that jumped off to me. Big picture stuff. I think the Chiefs will be fine. I think the Lions will continue to get overhyped. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but I, I also think Travis Kelsey is just going to get like 200 targets because who else are you going to throw to on that team? 
The IDP Pros Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our free roll football contest. Have you signed up yet for the free season-long NFL Pick'em? $1,000 is in store for first place and $500 for second place. If you're a Patreon member for the NFL season, your prizes double to $2,000 and $1,000 respectively. Plus, if a Patreon member wins the free rolls contest, they'll get an autographed full-size Sports Gambling Podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Roman. Pac-Man Jones, John Sally, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrette Blunt. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest, sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickups. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here in the DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking up everyone with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single day this September. Check the app to see what you get. My favorite DraftKings bet for week one is Cowboys Moneyline. Download now and use the promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. That's promo code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by Game Time. You ever been stressed out buying tickets, trying to find them at the last minute, hunting down the best price, competing with other buyers for a popular event? It can definitely be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. I've been using Game Time to find Jets tickets for later this season. Some of the great things about Game Time include their flash deals for last-minute tickets. Everything's easy to find and buy for any event in your area. They've got images of the seat views. They've got a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag your tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Blow that horn on Derek Barnes. I don't know if anybody has caught the, uh, the articles that I've put out recently, but I've talked about them a little bit. And I don't don't think he got every snap. Don't quote me on that. But, I mean, that was a little bit of production. I ain't going to lie. I watched Netflix last night with the wife. So I haven't looked at that exact performance. I don't know how sloppy it looked or how good it looked. But, you know, you had a lot of good uh, reports coming out. So if you happen to stash them when we had, had the chance, man, you, you might have popped off on something here we don't know yet but you know it's early so early everything can change really drastically in the next three weeks yep marathon not a sprint uh and actually i got a follow-up here for sebastian so tracy walker disappeared last night he barely played this is something we mentioned might be an issue because there are too many chefs in the kitchen a bit to begin with in their uh, defensive backfield for the lions but he's coming off a torn achilles He's he was seven months clear of it in May, so add a few months to that. Bastian, do you think that maybe had something to do with it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Achilles is is a pretty tough one to come back from. I mean, a lot of the research shows that there's performance dips. Uh, you you get a lot. You know, they look at a lot of offensive stuff, running back, wide receivers, but there is a, a just a performance dip in general, just coming back that first year, kind of similar to an ACL. You see that dip. The movement just it takes time. You know, there's a difference between getting cleared and, you know, getting back to football and feeling normal again. A lot of you got to relearn how to walk after that type of injury, like entire, you know, Achilles tendons blown out. So definitely it's going to take him some time. You can't expect someone like that to really just come in and get back to where they were last season. For the main event this week, we've got about eight or nine IDPs and then some dirty O's. We're going to talk major injuries and minor injuries as well that may have implications for the season and then get some takes on these guys heading forward. 
Let's start with Legereus Sneed. Thoughts on the knee injury he sustained last year? I mean, he looked okay last night, but any implications through the season? Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing here is that he, you know, was was out there last night and been able to play. So at, at that point, all the kind of concerns go out the window. He wasn't really on the injury report coming in as far as for the week. So that was kind of a that's kind of a big telltale sign. If they can clear the injury report pretty early on in the week and they don't really have that injury designation, I think that's kind of your best case. And the fact that he was out there playing, uh, yeah, I think he's pretty good going forward. I think the biggest thing there is that competition as far as, you know, with McDuffie on the outside and figuring out. I know they got another uh, young kid out there. I think he's like a fourth-round pick that's competing for time out there as well. So uh, I think injury-wise he should be good, but I think it's going to be a little bit crowded back there for that chief secondary. Agree with Sebastian there. Um, Trent McDuffie is a hell of a player, and that and he's not even close to as good as he can be. So I think that's that's going to be his biggest competition. Um, we've seen before, just to kind of piggyback on the the ACL point. Um, you know, I know it's a knee, and not technically that, but seen uh, Tre'Davious White struggle with that a lot too, like almost the mental part of the game more than the physical part of the game. So trusting trusting all the stuff when you come back from an injury injury report or injury designation is huge. So for him to be out there last night was big. And I think that tandem of corners, I think is, is very underrated. Like um, we're not going to look at the chiefs defenses, you know, like this juggernaut being able to stop people consistently, but uh, I do really like that corner tandem. We actually had a siding. Justin Reed showed up. So again, I'm going to mention it's really early and things can change drastically and sometimes go back to normal. <laughs> But he's going to be on a lot of waiver wires. It'll be real interesting to figure out uh, what his matchup looks like next week. All righty. Next guy we're going to talk about is Cowboys safety Donovan Wilson, who looks like he had a strained calf a few weeks back. He is doubtful, according to what I just read for the Monday night game against the Giants. Sebastian, thoughts on Donovan Wilson? Yeah, like you said, calf crane. So there was originally a grade two calf train thought. So grades real quick. So grade, there's three grades. Grade one just means kind of mild, small partial tear. Grade two, a little bit more moderate, you know, more of a partial tear. And grade three is more your severe full tear. Not uncommon for those grade threes that really take some significant damage. But yeah, so he had a, a moderate calf strain. He suffered it early on in training camp to the point where you're looking at about four to six weeks, normal recovery timeline for those. So I kind of thought he actually had a shot as long as he didn't suffer any setbacks, but it looks like that might be the case because he didn't practice all week. The fact that he didn't practice, he's doubtful, tells me that there's some type of setback that was suffered. So I don't expect him to play with that calf strain. There's already a re-injury risk there. So whether he suffered that setback, um, but you got to have some type of ramp up and practice time for him to be able to have any shot of going out there. So yeah, doubtful, I would say is almost, you know, you want to just avoid altogether there piggybacking off that um also to the point that it being a short week if there was any kind of chance that he may play in week two um i don't think you would want to you know risk it on a sunday night in a game like that to potentially get him back so that dallas defense is pretty solid i don't think uh i don't think it's going to be a huge miss for them um he was really good in spots last year um with it being the defensive back position and, and having ability to kind of um have enough options there to not to replace that a little bit i wouldn't be overly concerned but yeah i would uh, i would count on him not suiting up sunday night Next guy we're going to look at is Grant Delpit, who, thank God, he's been cleared because he's got a great matchup this week. Uh, I was just looking at this. It says arm injury, so no idea. Sebastian, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this is something that I you don't typically see all the time. That's more of that, like, hockey description, just, like, upper-lower type deal. But, no, so I looked in there a little bit. So it looks like early on in training camp, August 23rd, he suffered a forearm injury. He basically just collided with one of his wide receivers in practice there. He went in. Uh, he was actually doing drills like two days later. So it was never really thought to be a super serious injury. Again, you know, the fact that he didn't make it on the injury list at all, injury report this week at all is kind of the biggest thing I look for. The fact that basically the team's telling you that they're not concerned about it. So long-term wise, I think that he'll be fine. It was always a kind of a minor issue and it's been proven that, you know, he's worked his way back. So not a lot of injury concerns there for Delpit, thankfully. Love me some Grant Delpit, so <laughs> glad he's uh, glad he's going to be ready to play this week. And like you said, great matchup. So um, definitely a guy that the Browns can't afford to not have out there. <laughs> so glad he's uh, suited up and ready to go. Um, kind of the arm thing kind of threw me for a loop, too. It struck me as like one of those old school Patriots, Bill Belichick things where he just throws guys on the injury report to screw with the other team a little bit. So um, glad he's ready to go. 
All right, next guy we're going to look at is often injured, never healthy, always overrated, safety Jamal Adams. So he's already out for week one, as is tradition. Uh, Sebastian, uh, thoughts on Jamal Adams and side question, is injury plagued a thing? Because it sure looks like it with this guy. <laughs> yeah, so so starting off with that one, yeah, injury plagued, injury prone. So it's interesting because some of that stuff is, some of it is just you can't prevent it. Some of the stuff is just traumatic accidents. But there's a, there's something to be said about, you know, the number one predictor for injuries is previous injuries. You know, I tell this to my soldiers all the time. You know, you got to make sure that you're fully recovering uh, from the injury to make sure that it doesn't cause issues down the line. And some guys are better on that than that than others. You know, some of that is just feeling pressure to come back early. And some of that is making sure you do the work outside of the facility to make sure you're fully rehabbing. So, yeah, I think there's something to guys getting injured, you know, especially with some of this ticky tacky stuff. You know, Adams with this injury in particular, uh, definitely not ticky tacky. Uh, last season opener, uh, he had a quad rupture. So essentially his quadricep muscle, muscle on the front of your leg, pretty nasty one. Uh, requires surgery, you know, definitely season ending, obviously missed the whole year. And the fact that he's not ready for this year, you know, essentially a whole year later, isn't the most surprising thing. Again, this is a super, super serious injury, requires a big surgery. You know, you got to relearn how to walk. There's all that kind of mental aspect of it. And the biggest thing that tells me that he's not even really close is that uh, Pete Carroll rolled him out last week. So he didn't even really give us any suspense or anything. Like he straight out and said, like, nope, he's not playing this week. He didn't really practice at all. So I don't think he's even really close. The fact that no questionable, no doubtful, it was just out a week ago. That tells me that he's he's probably not too close to coming. Wasn't on the pup or the IR, though. So that's a little surprising. So it means he has a shot to return in the first four weeks. But I would be hesitant, you know, maybe until week three. I got to see him practice basically before I got any hope that he's he's going to be able to produce out there. Gotcha. Good stuff, man. I'm glad you answered that question, too. That's a huge question. The IDP Bros Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick'em game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their statistics, and then do what you usually do, spend your Sundays watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by doing five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. An underdog pick'em I like this week is Miles Garrett over his sack number. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And then, Mr. Glosser, what do you think? I'm pretty sure you're on the same page as the rest of us IDP people that uh, you're, you're done. I'm done. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I do miss the days of uh, Adams in the box just being a terror to opposing offenses, but it seems like uh, those days are long gone. The pup list thing really threw me for a loop, too. So, um, you know, I thought if he wasn't even ready, which I also agree with, I think he would have ended up on there. Um with him not being on there, it's, it's weird, you know, uh, it's frustrating, if anything, because we can't even, those of us who are still holding onto those shares like dummies, it can't even stash them on an injured reserve or <laughs> anything like that. So um, 
I'm not saying his career is over, but in terms of trying to uh, expect anything, what we used to expect out of him, I think those days are gone. I mean, you know, if you could get anything for him at this point, you would want to. Let's move on to some linebackers. And speaking of injury prone, inside linebacker Indianapolis Colts Shaquille Leonard is in concussion protocol. And I, I think not looking likely for this week, but he doesn't look likely for any week. So that's not a surprise. Uh, mine, I, I might not have updated that, man. I think he just got cleared. Yeah, no, he's, he is cleared. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, my bad, keep, John. Keep keep that trash it, whatever. It's uh, the truth. It, he's, he's still not going to play a lot this year. I'd bet, <laughs> I'd bet the mortgage. We do not hold the beach, say again. We do not hold the beach. Not a bad bet there. Yeah. No, so uh, Shaq Leonard looks like he did clear concussion protocol recently, which is good, but definitely concerns. I mean, so he played like three games last year. He had back surgery in the offseason before last season. And then he missed the first three games. He came back, wasn't the same. He actually had a second procedure then in November in the midseason, and that kind of shut his season down. So, I mean, back surgery is, is no small deal. Like, it's, it's kind of, as a physical therapist, it's kind of uh, for patients' last resort, right? It's not, you know, for some people it's, it's inevitable, but it's really not something you try to do. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, nerves and ligaments back there and vertebrae and such, so – it's not something you want to get under the knife there for the back. So uh, the fact that he actually had two procedures is, is pretty concerning. And then he also suffered a concussion in his first game back last year. So we're talking about a guy who's had two back surgeries and two concussions in the past two years. It's really hard to, to kind of, like you were saying, have any faith in him going forward. Concussions come with a re, an injury risk, not just for another, more concussions, but for also other injuries as you wake your way back. So there's just a lot of things going against Shaq Leonard, who, you know, obviously was a stud linebacker at one point. But, I mean, I've already locked in my Colts to have the fewest wins bet this year. So I, I've, I, I don't have any faith in that team. Let me ask you one other quick one before we hit Mr. Glosser here. So the compounding risk with concussions, that we've all heard about that. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So concussions, uh, you know, you can't really talk in absolutes because even the research, like, we don't exactly know what happens with the concussion. We know that there's an energy crisis in the brain and essentially the brain is, is damaged in a way that it's, it's slower processing and it takes some time to get back. But just in the way that you recover and the symptoms that people have, they're so variable. You know, some people can clear protocol pretty quickly and others still have some pretty crazy symptoms. So it's just so hard to read with concussions. But the research has shown that, yes, after a concussion, there is an increase in injury risk. It's hard to pinpoint exactly why, because we don't have a great understanding of exactly what goes on with the concussion. But when a player returns, they are more likely to suffer some type of injury. The other thing is when you suffer a concussion, that makes you more likely to suffer more concussions down the road. So not only is he ever an injury risk for you know something else, but he's also got an injury risk to pick up another concussion. And they're only going to let so these guys have so many nowadays where they're just going to cut them off kind of like, you know, a la Tua last year. Mr. Glossard. Sucks. <laughs> you know, guy took the uh, the league and the IDP community by storm. You know, we were overdrafting him, you know, holding on to him like he was a wide receiver one on the defensive side. And uh, um, I think a real big concerning part, too, was I think he was quoted early this offseason saying that after last season, all that going on last season, he never thought he would play again. So that to me, from like a mental standpoint means that I, I don't know, like he, he may be a little more checked out mentally than we really need. And, and with the, that's, you know, take on concussions and how that can you know lead to more is like, you know, you're, you know, you're asking for trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? At this point, um, I think the Colts had a little bit more, leeway last year with Okareki and Zaire but um, I don't believe that they're going to have the same you know luxury this year but if he goes out there in another game and plays a game or two and ends up getting hurt again you know he's he's in Jamal Adams territory right so um, let's hope for the best but yeah I think your bet of him not not seeing the field very much this year is um, probably a lot safer. I'm trying to find that right now. I've been looking this whole time. A DraftKings doesn't have that bet, though, but we're, <laughs> we're going to see about it. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, radio, to primetime TV. 
All I want are NFL defensive player reports, maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners, and yet I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right, offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP Pro's John or Gary mess up, Uh I know I'm not going to be offended by their no dirty O approach. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty O behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's some dark shit. I don't think they're ever going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all righty let's look at the next guy so uh titans edge harold landry uh sebastian thoughts on mr landry yeah so this one is a little bit interesting so coming back from an acl tear last year you know he was actually working his way back he had uh no limitations was back in training camp practicing uh you know the titans rabel doesn't really play a starter so for like that's kind of expected but the fact that he didn't have much injury uh, issues before this, and he was re- practicing was a good sign. So I was pretty uh, positive on him, about as much as you can coming off an ACL. Talking about ACL a little real quick. So ACL tear, your anterior cruciate ligament, major stabilizing ligament in the knee, uh, requires surgery when that goes out, usually around a 10 to 12-month uh, expected recovery timeline. Landry's actually working with 12, so he's kind of in that upper echelon of where you want them to be. You know, he's got 12 months uh, to recover as opposed to closer to 10 like some other guys when they come back. So that's a good sign. But it looks like he picked up some type of abdomen injury. Uh, That's what he's questionable with. It's not even with the knee. It's with some type of abdomen thing. I was looking all over. I don't really know how big of an issue this is. He practiced in full uh, today on Friday, so I expect him to play. So I'm really only going to kind of talk about him as if he's just coming off the ACL because I have no idea what this abdomen injury is. Definitely something to monitor. But I think, you know, coming off the ACL, we can't expect him to be go out there and be a star week one. But I think as the season progresses, you know, he's going to have trust that knee some more and, and get back to giving a good pass rush for the Titans there. Typically when things like this happen, I think the uh, the limited snap thing gets brought up all the time, monitoring snaps. I mean, make no bones about it. He's the best edge rusher, you know, for the Titans. That's going to give them the best chance. Um, still young enough, so I'm not super concerned about the ACL. You know, hate to keep bringing up those points, but these guys that are <laughs> from the Bilicek tree, you know what I mean, they'll t- tend to throw an injury out there to, you know, just to see what happens. Him practicing in full um, is big. You know what I mean? I- I'm dying to see him back out there um i i'm glad that it's not anything that's kind of like lingering on but i'm not i don't have a ton of hope for this titan scene this year so i wouldn't be surprised if um you know they they start to monitor his snaps a little bit until he can get the uh the mental part and the the physical part of back in there not playing in the preseason is not anything that's surprising but um him practicing in full is good and i know us all of us idp guys here want to see that guy back out there and, and flirt with d-line one territory Next guy we're going to look at is another edge guy, Rashawn Gary, who I believe is also cleared uh, to play in week one. I'm a little iffy on it, but man, I'd love to see him back. Sebastian, how worried should we be? So another guy who tore his ACL, uh, so we don't really need to get to the nitty gritty of the injury, uh, but he's only working with about 10 months of recovery time. And those two months, that makes a big difference, right? Because when you get cleared, you get cleared around that nine, 10 month mark. So once you get cleared and start really ramping up and getting back into the football stuff, you want as much football reps as possible. That is one thing you just cannot replicate, right? You can't, you know, in the rehab room, in the training room, I can't replicate uh, football activities like you are on the field. Uh, Matt LaFour said he's going to be on a pitch count, so he already put that out there for week one. So as week one, you got to expect, listen, like he's going to have a slower start to the year. However, he's going to have to be relied on. You know, the, the Packers, they, they really need a pass rush. They missed him last year, and, He's, he's going to be needed, so I think he's going to get the snaps, uh, you know, past week four. I would expect, you know, past week four for him to not really be limited early on. you got to expect some type of limitations there to slowly ramp up, but just kind of monitor the situation, see how he's looking out there, and if he's looking pretty good, they're going to unleash him. So it'll be an interesting one to watch. I'm not as high on him as Landry just because of that two months of uh, recovery time there. Gary burst on the scene. 
you know, a few years back. And I mean, we saw what he did at Michigan too. So it wasn't a, a super big surprise. Um, I think with the contract hanging over his head a little bit there too, that's going to be, you know, kind of something where I think even putting on a pitch count, he might be, you know, lobbying with the coaches to get out there. Um, Van Ness also being drafted, like breathing down his neck potentially. Um, if that's, you know, kind of the role that they envision for him, we have to, you know, wait and see you know how rookies go. We either don't see them at all or <laughs> see a little too much of them. Um, so I'm also with Sebastian on that one. Like the recovery time is, I don't know. I mean, Adrian Peterson's the only guy I think I really say that's like that cyborg that's in a whole nother, you know, galaxy of recovery. Um, edge rushers, I think that's a, a, that's a, that's a tough game. I don't, I don't know. The pitch count thing scares me. I, I wouldn't have him in my lineup unless I was absolutely desperate in week one. All this talk about the injury, I mean, this is exactly why we're talking about this, and this is exactly why Burns is having to hold out, uh, Wilkinson, all these guys, Boza. This could be it. You know, this could be your last contract, and you've put a lot into this, and you're expecting to get paid if you're a superstar. Can't blame these dudes. No doubt, man. T.O. also coming back and playing in that Super Bowl oh, yeah. after, what was it, the broken leg or whatever? That was yeah, that's crazy. That, yeah, that was that was gutsy. I mean, I, I don't know if you'll see that anymore nowadays. Uh, a little bit more prima donnas, uh, but yeah, no, that that's 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 some legendary shit right there. <laughs> there no were doubt. more drug tests or less drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, less not less like the Jacksonville Jaguars putting drug tests in their urinals nowadays. <laughs> that's crazy. Last uh, outside linebacker edge guy Hassan Reddick. Yeah, no, so he's uh, had a thumb surgery, came up pretty close to the season. So he had surgery on the 17th of August, uh, which was a, would be a little concerning. But with kind of hand injuries, thumb injuries, stuff like that, the nice part is you can typically just wrap them and, and play with them anyway. And that's kind of the what's, what's going to happen here. So he was kind of quoted, uh, I think this was last week, where he basically said, it's a thumb, wrap it up, go back out there and play ball which I'm a Giants fan, so I'm not going to say it's that cool of a quote, but it's a pretty fucking cool quote. I mean, it's a pretty boss quote. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to play with the brace. It's going to affect him a little bit, but I still think he's he's going to go out there and, and have a have a pretty pretty good time. Obviously, hand fighting is big for defensive linemen, so a little bit of a dip until he gets that brace off, which will probably be in one or two weeks there. But, you know, he's definitely going to get out there, and he shouldn't be really limited on snap. It's just going to be his ability to kind of get off the offensive lineman with that brace on his hand. Gotcha, Mr. Glasser. Reddick's been amazing the last couple of years. Um, I think the only thing working against him for this is, you know, the hand fighting thing is going to be big, but the pressure he's able to create, but that Eagles front is just loaded. So they might, you know, they might have the ability to only put him on a, you know, 25 to 30 snap count based on the fact that Mac Jones sucks. But um, I just think that, uh, you know, you, you drafted Reddick to, to get him in your lineup there. If there's no concerns about him playing limited snaps or anything like that, some of the guys behind him are, you know, younger players. So I think he's going to get first crack at it. So I would, um, I'd be comfortable having him in there and just kind of see how it goes. He's just, he's been so productive over those last couple of years. You don't want to be the guy sitting there while he's, uh, <laughs> you know, racking up a couple sacks with a club on his hand. <laughs> and, you know, you're starting a guy that got, you know, two tackles. <laughs> what good is fantasy football content if it doesn't cover both sides of the ball? The SGPN IDP pros have you covered on defense, but we have more to offer than just IDP. Check out the 3D Dynasty podcast with Dave and Brad. That's right. The dude, the dork and the dynasty. And follow that up with Heroes and Villains. Featuring Justin Bruni and Andrew Robb. All of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcasts pride themselves on their actionable content. They bring the research and analysis you need to win your leagues. So help support SGPN and download the SGPN app and catch all of our premium fantasy football content. Let's look at the interior defensive line. So we've got Jonathan Allen, who's battling plantar fasciitis. And while we're talking about foot stuff here, Sebastian, tell us about turf toe too, because man, we see that crap all the time. What's up with that? Can you tell us about those couple things? Yeah, absolutely. So both of these are, are just, I mean, for lack of better terms, they're just really little fucking annoying injuries, little ticky tack injuries that, that, uh, you know, both linger. 
So I actually, you know, I'm like many, many people out there. I deal with plantar fasciitis sometimes. And really what it is, so your fascia is just your connective tissue on the bottom of your foot, very taut, and it can get irritated sometimes. And it's typically due to, due to a couple things, but it's typically due to really not stretching out your calves as much. A lot of tightness in the calves can be caused by a couple different things. Um, so it's not something that is really going to be so bad that he's not going to play. So it popped up in training camp around nine, uh, August 19th. Um, you know, they said it wasn't anything too serious. They weren't too worried about it. He was not on the injury report again, which is a great sign. The worst case is that it's just going to be a little bit of pain that he's got to play through. Biggest thing that it can linger throughout the season is if guys kind of aren't, it's something you got to be regimented with. They even make these like goofy looking fucking socks that you wear and it keeps your foot in a certain position to basically prevent, uh, your calf from tightening up while you're asleep. Because in the morning, those first couple steps, it feels like you got knives in your foot. That's kind of one of those things where as long as he's diligent about doing what he needs to do, he should be fine. Not super concerned with it, but it is something that, you know, it can linger and it, it takes a little bit to go away. So turf toe is essentially you have a ligament in your kind of your main ligament in your big toe. And when you go to push off, call it turf toe because the turf is hard. So basically the big toe hyperextends on the turf because it's not pliable like normal grass. Uh, so it kind of sprains that ligament. So it's just really a ligament sprain in your big toe. That one's really nagging as well. Uh, that one is tough in season. When when guys have that in season, it's hard because they'll want to come back sooner. And that's an injury that will linger throughout the season if you try to come back too soon. So plantar fasciitis, although it is painful as well, it's not going to get significantly worse to the point where a guy's going to sit out. Turf toe can. Turf toe can get worse. So that one is a little bit more concerning for me guys have it at this point if they catch catch it during the season that that's pretty concerning if they catch it early enough in training camp they usually can sit out the two to three weeks take the time they need to rest and not rush back so uh that that's kind of the difference between the two both kind of annoying little ticky tack injuries huge loss if he's not able to play but sounds like you know um sebastian hit it there like he he's going to be able to play with that hopefully and not with the threat of making it worse um i will you know kind of compound on his turf toe thing um i know a lot of times as like you know dynasty players you know fantasy players where you know it's just a toe you know get out there play i've had it playing high school football it is a motherfucker so like i uh i can definitely see guys would not play on it especially with the threat of getting it worse and potentially missing a lot more games in the season uh let's talk chase young yeah chase young um some got you know really been a disappointment after kind of Coming out of the draft, being a just absolute monster, and then just kind of turning charming ultra soft. It's been kind of tough to watch. So obviously dealt with the ACL stuff last year, only played in a couple of days. So that was concerning coming into this year, the fact that he the knee obviously doesn't have a lot of trust for it. Then in the first preseason game, when he finally gets some live action, he suffers a neck stinger. So essentially a stinger is, is you know, it's kind of one of those broad terms. Uh, with the neck, you know, there's a lot of nerves, a lot of vertebrae, a lot of muscles that run through there. So he's kind of got some inflammation, some things going on there. He's saying that he feels okay, but he hasn't been fully medically cleared yet. So he's officially questionable. They're basically, he had to go to the doctor and see if they're going to clear him or not. This is just concerning. And the fact that it's happened to a guy like Chase Young again, who's, he's not really got that dog in him. He's, he's just charming ultra soft. I don't trust him. Uh, so this is concerning for me, that fact that I could see this turning into a couple games thing and just letting it linger because it's Chase Young. I think the best thing you got going for Chase Young is how cheap he is in startups compared to his actual talent level. <laughs> but um, outside of that, yeah, it's tough, man. Um, I think the one of the biggest things is like when you are getting given that like Charmin soft label is the fact that you're six six and a massive man is you have a lot of uh, a lot of body that could get hurt <laughs> or be you know strained and all that stuff. I like so, that quote, man. I love that <laughs> um, quote. But uh, I think uh, I do believe Washington just signed some insurance this week too so i think that's kind of more you know, i think brought brought back a veteran or something i don't remember exactly who it was but um you know that's kind of more inkling that he's probably not going to play and um it might be a, a multiple week thing this is a guy who's played 12 games in the last two years even when he won rookie of the year that year he, he played 15 games so it's not a guy that you're relying on to be 
a huge starter, you know, seven and a half sacks. And I think he has maybe three since then, you know, since that rookie year. So um, a contract coming up and I think Washington already may have declined that option. So um, I don't see him, you know, being in Washington very long. So it's on him right now to play to see how long his career really goes at this point, because as much as we may not believe in him, you know, you got to think NFL executives are even more not believing in him because of these injuries. All right, little dirty O. We'll talk about the one that's been giving everyone headaches first. Wide receiver Cooper Cup of the Rams. Sebastian, what is going on with this? Oh, man, just super unfortunate. So he picked up a hamstring injury uh, pretty early on in training camp, and it was pretty minor. It was grade one, so they thought that he should be good to go. Everyone was like, ah, he's got enough time. He should be fine. Uh, The really shitty part about hamstring injuries is they're tough to rehab. They can feel better uh, way before they're actually healed. And that kind of gives you a false kind of sense of, oh, I'm good. And then when you try to go full speed is when you really get that re-injury. And the bad thing is a re-injury is always worse than the initial injury because essentially what you're doing is damaging already damaged tissue. So the fact that this is taking him longer is is not surprising. We all heard about him going out to Minnesota to see a hamstring specialist. This is clearly a thing. Uh, He's out this week. They ruled him out pretty early, which is a bad sign. And the fact that McVeigh's talking about tomorrow, they're making the decision if he's going to land on the IR or not. I think long-term, if they actually put him on the IR, that's probably better for him for the season. So he doesn't feel the pressure to try to come back too early and really make this uh, a season-long thing. Uh, but we'll just have to see and see if he winds up on that IR. But this is definitely a thing. I would not expect much from Cup before week four. Gotcha. Mr. Glass, are you dealing with this headache? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, the, there's just a lot of speculation out there between nerve damage and just, you know, obviously a lot of a lot of Twitter doctors or ex-doctors, I guess, if we want to call them now. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that he's not going to be out there, the guy's, you know, two seasons removed from a triple crown winner. Um, it it sucks. This Rams roster is not good either. So I could see uh, four weeks from now potentially being 0-4 and being like, why rush him back? Um, I think this ta- this Rams team is a hell of a lot closer to a teardown rebuild than it is anything competitive. So, um, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Agreed completely. All right, let's look at uh, tight end George Kittle, 49ers. Sebastian, what do you got? All right, so he's also dealing with the groin strain. This is also something that was downplayed, like a lot of injuries in training camp do. You got to kind of read between the lines there. So they thought, you know, he got injured on uh, the 10th of August. They thought he'd be out for like a week. A week became three weeks. And then he actually came back, was practicing, and then he didn't feel right. They said he suffered a little bit of a setback. So that was a kind of a red flag. Now he is practicing, questionable officially for week one. I do expect him to actually get out there and play. However, um, you know, if you the tight end market in fantasy football is tough, especially with all these injuries. So if you can afford to, to get a sleeper in there, you know, someone like a Musgrave or if you're looking at one of the Bills tight ends or something like that, I would probably prefer them and Trey McBride over Kittle right now. But he's, he's one of those guys that are tough to really sit him if he's going to play. I just there's concern for re-injury risk with the groin injuries. We talked about it with uh, Jimmy Ward. Those are just nagging injuries similar to the hamstring. So, again, I expect him to play, but it's going to be a risky play if you're going to throw him out there. It is really a rough start to the season for the tight end market, which is already very, very weak <laughs> in fantasy football. So, you know, with, you know, three or four potential studs out here that with if he probably not going to play, I would say for Kittle, the best thing he got going, it is a 1 p.m. game, it looks like. So um, there might be some options, like Sebastian said, you know, in some of those primetime games where you might be able to, you know, grab someone for some insurance. But, um, yeah, unfortunate. would like to see him out there and healthy. You know, San Fran has very limited depth, but they do have a you know pretty stacked offense when those guys are all healthy. So um hoping the best for Kittle and hopefully worst case scenario for us, it's just a one week thing and he's he's able to be rock and roll for week two. And then last but not least, Travis Kelsey. So obviously didn't play last night, hyperextended knee. Sebastian, when do we get him back? All right. Let's end with some good news. All right. Yeah. So Travis Kelsey, bone bruise, right? So Bone bruise is literally what it sounds like. It's a bruise to your bone. There's some damage to the surface of the bone. Thankfully, it's it's not too bad structurally. It's not a huge deal. Biggest things you got to get over is the pain and the swelling. And that's kind of what kept him out. His knee was swelled up pretty bad at, you know, two days to recover from that. The biggest thing is the fact that he was even a game time decision just shows you kind of how much of a warrior he is. And the fact that he, I think he's going to be perfectly fine. They got a, a long rest coming up here with week two. He's got 12 days to recover. 
Uh, I'm fully expecting him to be back. I mean, he just ended a streak of like 136 games of playing. It's his first missed game and pretty much his whole career other than his rookie year. So I, I'm fully expecting him to be back. And after what I saw last night, they need him, and they're going to target him so much. Like Patrick, I really think he's going to get like 200 targets, like something ridiculous. Like, uh, So uh, he should be good to go. And if you got him, thankfully he only missed one week. Yes, sir. Mr. Glosser, I assume you got some Kelsey. Oh, yeah. That was a killer last night, too, because the Lions are so bad at covering tight ends. So, um, you know, that was probably the game where you start off and you're like, this is exactly why I drafted him. I mean, normally here you would be talking like, yeah, you, you would sit him because you get 10 days rest. But we're talking he's getting a lot more than that because he hasn't played a real meaningful game since the Super Bowl last year. So I think he's going to be back. Kadarius Tony should probably learn how to catch some balls over the next you know 10-ish days or so and uh, the Chiefs offense is going to be fine but yeah I mean Kelsey's Kelsey he's going to keep producing for you I'm I'm really happy that that's just a bone bruise and not something that's hopefully going to linger for the season because they need them we need them get them back out there thank you fellas let's uh let's tell the people where they can find you this season let's start with Sebastian uh where, what are you doing this year where can we find you Best place to find me is on uh, the, the X or the, the old tweeter. Yeah, so on the X at uh, SGPN Football Doc there. That's where you'll get all the, the latest and greatest updates. So doing some college football stuff, doing some NFL stuff. Really, if it's if it's got football in it, I, I'm, I'm there for it. Thing is, obviously, on SportsGamblingPodcast.com, doing a weekly injury report every week for fantasy football, making sure that you know you guys are updated. So, yeah, if, if you've got a question about uh, football injury, just hit me up. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And I do appreciate it. I, we are smarter after hearing this episode. Much appreciated. And Mr. Glosser, how about you? At Glosser13 on the X now. <laughs> DynastyNerds.com. I write a uh, man coverage series for IDP Start Sit, you know, covering one player outside of your top 36 for um, every game for that week. Busy life, so sometimes we're missing that Thursday game. But, uh, you know, try to get that out to the people and get some stats to back up why we're starting some of these guys and uh, who could boom or bust for a week. So um, I'm doing some uh, Devi stuff over there um, on the IDP side a little bit as well. Appreciate you guys having me on, and um, always great to, you know, absorb a bunch of knowledge here and, you know, connect with some new folks. Well, man, I'm glad you made it. I'm, Doc, I'm glad you came and updated everybody. I'm going to tell you what, I'm not a fucking quitter. I'm at Twitter, at the IDP Tipster. Have a good week, everyone. Good luck.